When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. Virtually, how are you? What's happening? What's going on in NYC? Um, virtually, I'm great. You know, real okay. life, I'm right. Real life is pretty good too. Um, you know, I feel like there's a pot, there's going to be like 60 degrees here in the next couple of days. So I'm feeling a positive New York energy coming with, uh, you know, all those vaccinations and very exciting news at Betches. Um, so me, Aileen and Sammy are hosting a podcast or we're taking over the at Betches podcast, um, from now on. And we're going to be talking about in our first season, we're gonna be talking about everything from like us being in high school together to being in college, how we started Betches and everything after that. So I'm really excited about that. And if you check out Betches.com, we have a whole new website rebrand. It looks awesome. You guys are going to love it. Check out the merch, check out the website. It's going to be great. I love it. I, I it's, this is like you know you guys are like redoing the pot. Like I, I like that the gang's back together. Like I think that's great. Yes. Well, it's fun. I mean, <laughs> I know you listen to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I listen also. Um, yeah. And I'm always like, it feels. I feels like someone's like having a conversation. Sometimes I'm like not invited, you know, because like I feel like I'm the third. Sure. And I'm like, I, I miss that a little bit. Like, it's funny when we were when we did it before, we were like, uh, sometimes it felt a little like, oh, we got to do this again. But this time it's like very exciting. We've got a lot of energy. We miss each other. So it's fun. It's going to be a fun listen. We've already done a couple episodes. Yeah, it's like a catch up because I think and this is kind of goes back to like a lot of people's relationships right now. Like when you're inside with your significant other for you know, months on end, you're like, we've done this story before. We've done this conversation before. But since you guys are like, Kind of, you guys are all kind of doing your own thing. It's like, it's it feels like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like you guys are we're gonna <laughs> each the story, you know, a little bit. It does feel like that. That's funny. It does. Um, it definitely has that vibe. Um, and it definitely can. I can see that also with um relationships. Like Mike now is going to the office like one or two days a week, and when he leaves, mm. it's like so great to be able to miss him. Because totally. I do like I, I, when, I, it really does take someone kind of like not being around, I think, for you to be like, oh, like it seems like they're annoying, but it's actually, you know, they bring an energy. <laughs> yeah, you you should tell that to my girlfriend about me being in Aruba right now. That would be a. Yeah, well, what do you, <laughs> give us the update. What, what's going on in Aruba? I'm in, I'm in Aruba. <laughs> You're like, what is happening in Aruba, Jared? Um, <laughs> no, I'm doing. Sh- there's a there's a comic Ray Ellen who does amazing shows here. If anyone ever travels to Aruba, uh, he's a Aruba Ray, and he puts on shows here. Bless you. 
He Thank puts you. on shows here, um, you know, at, at hotels, and it's really nice. And to come to the island, you have to take, like, you know, the PCR test. You have to go through the testing and everything. And he, I've done this show a bunch of other times, but it's just been really nice to see, you know, socially distanced shows where the tables are far apart. It's in a ballroom, and everyone here is like, you know, it, it's weird on an island. You're, like, almost more comfortable because everyone had to get tested, like, a day before they came here. Right, so it feels like almost safer than it would be if you were doing a show in any other random U.S. state. Totally. Like, not everyone had a test within a day ago from going to, like, another show, no matter what. So that's nice, but also it's just, you know, uh, of course, I'm in Aruba. You know, things are pretty amazing. It's It's hard... The hardest part about being here is being careful about telling people, you know, not uh, about being too much about being here. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I am so fucking jealous <laughs> of you being in Aruba. I love Aruba. I love the sun. It's, you... I don't have any of those things right now. Uh, um, I know. <laughs> yeah. When I when, when well, it's funny. Um, I think I probably talked about this in August. When we were when I was a kid, that was like our family vacation spot. We'd go there mm-hmm. like every year. So great. Always great weather there. Always. You can count on the weather. So listen, if anyone's here, go to a Ray's comedy show because it's always fun and it's something to do. And then, you know, it's just like and the weather is like like you're talking about 60 degree day. But I understand like the New York City northeast 60 degree day. That's like in March. Ooh, it's like, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. Like the biggest. And the, the minute you can get out and just walk around like that adds energy to New York City in general. Totally. And, you know, it's I feel like I feel it in the air. Things are getting better here. And, you know, soon I won't be jealous of the tan that you have constantly (laughs) on our video chats because I will have my own one day. um, And I'm looking forward to that day. (laughs) You'll get there soon. Um, Just a couple announcements from my end. I want to thank everyone who watched the stand up special again. If you haven't yet, go, go, go. It's on YouTube. It's free. Make a night of it. It's 35 minutes. It's all about the social anxieties of 2020, and it's called Socially Distanced, of course. But all the feedback has been, like, really, like, I'm almost embarrassed for you. Like, it's so nice. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's watched. Thank you. It's so funny. And Mike was with his friends, and a bunch of them had watched it and were telling him how funny it was. So. Oh, that's amazing. That's, like, the best compliment. That's the best compliment in the world. So I'm, like... Super, super, like, just, ama- I hate this word because it sounds so douchey, but I'm humbled. I, I really do feel amazing <laughs> from all the, <laughs> the the feedback. But also, I'm doing shows. Omaha, Nebraska, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Atlanta's coming up. So I got shows. Uh, if you want to come see some live shows, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. What are we talking about today, Jordana? We're talking about, to best describe this, it's sort of like, because we talk a lot about it in the show about owning your standards and if you want something, just kind of like asking for it, right? But I think mm-hmm. if you're if you're someone who kind of has a lot of relationship anxiety like me or other people who write in, a lot of the time you want to ask for stuff and you're like, do I really have the right to ask for this yet? Or like, mm. you know what I mean? Almost that line between like, I should, I this is my need and I want to ask for my need versus like, is it actually a little early to be like asking to, for example, like define the relationship or to take it to the next level? Sure. Like, where is the line between like I'm saying what I want and what I need, and like maybe my needs aren't necessarily that rational? Yeah, it's well, it also comes back to like the problem with this podcast being now in its what are we in our fourth, third, fourth year almost? We're yeah, we we were three and something months old. 
<laughs> three three and change is that like we have people that have been listening for a while and they're like you know i and i understand people are looking for rules because rules make you feel more comfortable as much as we hate rules they're actually what makes you feel better because you're like i'm following the rules you there's a line of delineation between following the rules and breaking the rules so when people right. write in and they're like you, you know and it's like i am doing good because i am following rule I am doing bad because I am breaking rule, but only so, only a little bad because it's only a little bit over the rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, rules make you feel safe in a lot of ways. And and that happens yeah. for relationships. So we have people that have like, you know, we've said that we, we've come to this like owning your standard kind of quote and people are like, okay, there's the rule. How do I do it? And the whole point of owning your standard is that it's your standard. <laughs> you know, so like yeah. I can't tell you, you know, when you say like I want to define the relationship, like to me, my response is I that you're feeling it now. And that's that's you know, you can't stop yourself from feeling things. Right. Right. But what if you want to define the relationship after, say, like two weeks, three dates and two um, weeks? Right. Well, is that something you like, should do? <laughs> I, I I would not. I. I I would say that, that that person probably has to like kind of unpack why they need that. Right. Yeah. And I think that's sort of like the tricky part to ask yourself. Is it like, do I want this because I actually feel like I'm ready? Like we, this this relationship has progressed to the point where like I feel that this is natural and like feels right. Or am I like doing this out of an anxiety for like yeah. a reason to lock this down, which I think as an anxious dater, that was something that I kind of had to go back and forth in my mind about, especially when it came to things like defining the relationship. But yeah, like, yeah, your needs might be to like text someone all day and night, but that also might yeah. not be like, you know what I mean? If you're doing that after one date, like there is a, there is something that there's a, there's a fine line between like, this is my need and, and I'm going to be myself or I'm going to say exactly what I'm thinking versus like, what is actually like a normal standard thing? And like, am I being, well, why am I doing this? Well, I think like there's like a, I think that's why you like have family and friends and like, you have to also be aware that it could be you. It could be your insecurities, anxieties. You have to be aware. Like that's kind of the, the t that's right. the toughest part about dating. Like, like, and, is it my securities anxieties or am I not being fulfilled? Like, right. and it's like, we're all kind of like trying to do that, like, you know, that mix. And that's why on this podcast, like I have so much empathy for the people in the position of like the other side of this. Like when someone's like, well, you know, I, I need to know, I want to be in a relationship. And then they're going, both people are trying to figure that out for themselves. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at 
an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is gonna totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You want to do the email? Let's read the email and then we can get into it. Yeah, let's do it. So they write in, Hi, J&J. First off, I've loved the podcast so much. It really got me through a breakup earlier this year. Your advice has always been so perspective shifting, which I've loved. You're welcome. Now on to a question. I recently started hooking up with a guy I met on Bumble. I think he's a cool guy. Enjoy our casual hangouts. Find him attractive and the sex is really good. I want to see if it could be anything more than a casual hookup. See if we can be compatible compatible on another level because I do like time I've spent with him, but right now it's not progressing to anything more. He also had mentioned that he finds dating culture to be a pet peeve when we first, <laughs> first started talking. <laughs> what a douchey thing to say. Right. Like, I don't even know how you even say that without is, sounding like an asshole. What does that even mean? What is dating well, culture? You- <laughs> the culture of people going on dates? <laughs> That is one of the, yeah, exactly. Like that is one of those things that people say it's to me, that is a word version of taking a, a stick that's lit on fire and waving it at someone to keep them at bay. You know what I mean? Right. Also, how do you say dating? Like, I can't even say that without putting on an accent. Dating culture seems to be such a pet peeve of mine. Like I can't say it without doing it. I feel like. That is such an annoying line because it's basically saying like if you're into dating culture, like if you're into that sort of thing, like, you know, you haven't been like seeing the light yet. This whole doing whatever the fuck I want has been is way better than dating culture. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm into the whatever the fuck I want culture. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, well, yeah. I mean, this guy would hate this podcast. Yeah, it's like it's like those people, those people who are like, oh, like that corporate life is not for me. It's like, it, it, yeah, exactly. Like, you like don't own a suit or something. Like I don't know. Or, or you have rich parents and they just allow right. you to like travel the world. So it's like, yeah, corporate yeah. life isn't for me. Um but my my parents the royals tell me that it's it's you know, it's you know what I mean? Like how Right. <laughs> exactly. I I it, it is one of those things where people do this a lot these days where they kind of like say something that sounds high end but it isn't. You know, right, and that's almost the most annoying. Totally, kind it's a of lie. person, right? Yeah. So she says, "My question is: Is it ever worth it to wait, continue the casual for longer than you may like to see if the guy may catch up to your wavelength?" Thanks again for all your great advice and the laughs. Sincerely, waiting is not a fun game. So this is a fair. This is a fair question. It's a good question. It has a lot of um, awareness, which I love. Right, Jordana. Right. Yes, we love a nice right. self-aware question. We love it, and I think I, I'm going to start with her question because I have to. Let's start with her question. My question is: Is it ever worth it to wait, continue the casual for longer than you may like? So I would say no. It's never worth it. And uh, what do you think, Jordana? Well, I wouldn't say never. Especially for saying like okay. casual is a word that can mean many things to many different people. But sure. if she's saying like an undefined relationship that doesn't have like labels or anything on it, I would say it can depend on like you and your propense and a little bit of like, again, I think sometimes your anxieties can make you feel like you need to lock things in faster than you do. In this particular situation, mm. that might not be the case. But like after like three dates with someone, if you're like, I need to lock this down because I'm really anxious about like what this person is doing. I can mm. see where you might say like, worth it to wait, continue the casual for you more than you might like. I would might say like, if you feel like you're someone prone to getting anxious and wanting to to take the next step before you really really know the person that could be something that's sort of on you and not necessarily something you should act on. So I, I let me come back at you a little bit because I'm not usually someone to say never to any question. And mm -hmm. the reason for, for this question that I've become that I'm a little bit more um, like never because I again you're right casual can mean two different things to different different people but it's interesting that she's like is it ever worth it to wait continue the casual for longer than you may like to me it's like it's almost like people look at relationships like they look at grades like you go from first grade to second grade to third grade to fourth grade to fifth you know and to me like she can have um like when she says casual for longer than you may like, then what would you like? I think like that's like the thing that like you have to look at. Like it, what you're saying is like you may like a like th this has to mean it's a relationship. It, to me, it can mean like seven different things in between casual and relationship. No. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not totally clear, I guess, what what that means to her or what like when when you're when she's saying continue the casual for longer than you may like. Does that mean what is what is something in between that that could mean to you? 
in so between like I, I you're guess, my boyfriend well i guess to me it's like you never have this question if you feel like someone is trying you know like this question never comes into, into account when someone like hey next week let's do a date or let's let's plan to do something you know like fun with my friend my friends are coming up. if you feel like things are progressive like i think when you continue the casual for more longer than you like it can only lead to you feeling um you know hatred and anger toward this person because you feel that they're messing with your emotions because I just don't ever see this leading to a place of like, hey, you know, um, that that you feel great about the relationship. Like to me, an in-between would be something along the lines of like, hey, like two weeks from now, I have this thing. I'd love for you to come with me. Do you know what I mean? Where that's right. where, OK, now he's trying. Um, I feel good that I'm getting invited to something like that. And then you feel comfortable enough to go, hey, Three weeks from now, I have this thing coming up. Would you, I would love for you to be a part of that with me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, if that's what she's talking about, then yeah, she shouldn't hesitate to to ask for those things that she wants. But what if she what if she wants something that's like three steps ahead of where the what the guy might want, or like you know what I mean? Rushing again to like lock down a situation or lock in a situation that she feels just like unsure about or she's so because i think that's a lot of people where they're like i want like a label earlier than or in their head in their head they want it earlier than is like actually seems like rational for a lot of people and i mean when i used to have those thoughts sure um you know and i i remember speaking with a therapist to sort of like hash through them and it would be like about when when I was having those thoughts of like I need to lock this in or like I need to know right now where this is headed um, in order to feel comfortable going forward, <laughs> I would kind of have to like he would be like think about like your reaction to this thing. Think if it's coming from like a rational place that's like actually based on like what's happening in the relationship or is it based on something like historical that gives you anxiety that isn't really a, 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 like attached to this and you don't necessarily need to like act on because I do think it's okay to have like a little bit of anxiety or one person to want to move a little bit faster than the other or Absolutely. for one person to sort of irrationally want to move on move to lock it in a little quicker than someone else um so I do think it's worth it to wait if you've examined that and you're like well this is a me thing this isn't about the relationship this is just about me being like nervous and anxious and wanting to like close this out rather than mm -hmm. really see where this goes but i agree well, with what you're saying in terms of like maybe that doesn't look like oh i need to maybe if you're thinking like i need this person to ask to make me his girlfriend um that can be like i would like this person to you know meet meet my friends or could we i'd like to increase the the you know the amount of dates we're going on or have them text me more often like that of course you shouldn't be like waiting you don't have to wait in that scenario longer than you're comfortable. Yeah, I'm 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 with you 100%. I think I think it's easier maybe to look at this like kind of backwards if if that makes sense. Like it's easier to look at it and go, "Okay, what is what are the casual things you don't want to do anymore?" <laughs> right? Okay. Like like okay, yeah, maybe it's going like just coming over to hook up. Yeah, like like if let, let's say you know I, I like this person. You can stay positive while also saying no, Jordana. How many times? I mean, I always say to people why I loved working with Betches was from the get go. If I said something to you or I texted you, hey, here's a tweet that felt very Betches. You would go, not really for us. But it wasn't because you didn't like me or want to work with me in the future. 
Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I think I think the, and I always appreciated that as as a person, as a comic, as a person, as someone who's like interacted with a lot of people where I was sending that to a lot of people. Sometimes you know, they wouldn't get back to you or they'd be like, or it just felt very personal with you. It always felt, and with your whole company, it always felt like I was pitching to a positive place that I could come back to. Do you know what I mean? That's good to know. No, it really didn't. I, (laughs) I say that in interviews about like when people ask me about like working with you guys, I'm like, it's, it's a, it's been a really great relationship because it's hard as a comic to put yourself out there and go, Hey, I want you to like, uh, I love this enough to show it to you. And I hope you could love it enough to show it to your audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to relate, to relate that to dating, it's like, to me, like, Hey, this guy's going to be pitching you ideas and you're going to be pitching him ideas. Do you (laughs) feel, you know, like, like it's okay to say no to his pitches with, with a chance to come back for more pitches. So like, if you're just like not in the business of going over to his house uh, without a dinner date or drinks or uh, feeling like there's effort. It's okay to say, hey, um, I, that sounds like a lot of fun, but it's really not where I'm at with this right now. Um, but I would love to do dinner sometime. But I would love to let me know the next time you want to get drinks. Let me know the next time you want to like hang out. I'm, I, oh, or I'm actually doing this outdoor thing. Do you want to come? Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a great way to not continue the casual without making a statement about how you'd like to get married. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like totally. And it's like, how did like, when we ask these in between things are very tough because they're very not concrete. So how do we make them concrete to help us feel, you know, deal with our own anxieties? Cause that's, again, we're all doing trial and error with dating, which is the suckiest part. We're all trying to figure out our emotions. So it's like, I know people are looking for concrete answers. Maybe this, and if someone, if it's been a month of you, you know, pitching him ideas and him pitching you ideas that you hate, you're obviously not on the same level. Right. You're not looking for the same things. And that's an easy way to tell that rather than, yeah. And I think, I mean, when I think of casual to non-casual, I think like, maybe that's just me again, thinking like first grade, second grade, but I agree like what you're, what you're saying. It's easier to, to think about that in smaller steps in terms of what they mean towards like getting there. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, I, I think like we kind of connect how we feel to like a certain number or a certain label. And it's like, yeah, that might help you for a month, but it's not going to help you for really what you want, which is like a fun and lasting relationship. Right. Yeah, no, I agree because it's the kind of thing where it's like you think this is like a quick fix thing that's actually going to make you happy, but like without the other stuff, without the little or without the smaller steps of like it, it's not going to be natural. And it, even if you got it, it wouldn't still wouldn't feel good. Yeah, you know, if and, this and guy, I, if this guy said you were his girlfriend, but continued to only ask you out on Friday <laughs> nights at eleven, like you wouldn't really be get, you'd be getting what you want in name, but it wouldn't really be any different. Absolutely. And and it's like, you know, what ends up happening is like you continue. Basically, it's like, uh, again, what do they say? Insanity is uh, continuing the same things, expecting different results. That's the same thing as, you know, casual. Like insanity is, you know, going over to hook up and expecting this guy is just going to all of a sudden want something different because maybe this is only the only thing he wanted all along. 
guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarence has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP. UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? Hi, J&J. Obsessed with the podcast. Also, at Jared. I told my parents to go to your show in Naples, and they loved it. Thank you. Thanks for all the great content. Here's my awkward sex story. So I had been seeing this guy I met on a dating app. We had been on three dates and had already hooked up once. On the third date, he brought up the fact that just a couple months ago, he had gotten out of a four-year-long relationship. That's a lot. Don't you think that's late to bring that up, Jordana? The third date? Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think you got, like, second date. Probably latest, although I could sort of see I, I think it's late to bring it up because it shows kind of shows that you're not over it and you don't want to just mention it. Like the yeah. earlier you and brought it up, the more the more I would feel like you processed it and you're I think it's OK to date after two months of being in a four year relationship. But like the the hidden part of it almost makes it seem like worse. I, I'm with you so much like it's like like to me, like a first date question is. So when was your last relationship? Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as a first date question. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that would be that's that's a fine question to ask. It's like totally right? it's perfectly acceptable. It'll tell you a lot about someone. 
Absolutely. Okay. So I had gone through a similar breakup a few years back and understand how long it can take to get over someone. So I thought it was a major red flag that he was already out dating again. That I don't think is a major red flag. I'm with you. I I think it's more of a red flag that he hit it. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, On our fourth date, I told him my concerns and let him know I didn't want to jump into anything too quickly and suggested he take some time for himself before trying to date seriously again. We well, I like that she's like becomes his therapist. Right. I'll I'm prescribe you. you a no date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. prescribe you a couple of no dating forever. Right. And come back to me in a month when you figured out yourself. Okay. Well, I think we she still- said that she said she said that so that he would be like, no, 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 no. Like I'm over it. Like almost <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like she said that sure. to seem. Well, I I get why she said it, but I don't think she meant it. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, We still ended up having dinner together and then went to his room to hook up. I know, (laughs) bad idea. Well, okay, you just told this guy, no more dating. Okay, I'll come up and blow you. Like, what? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. She didn't really really mean it. That was her test to see if he would be like, I'm still down. No, 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 no. Yeah. A test with no consequences. Okay. Uh, the, the hookup started off great, but the momentum kind of fizzled out before we got to sex. He then tried, uh, started trying to cuddle with me and talking about how much he loves cuddling. <laughs> that, oh, that always gets a woke going. By this I'm point, cool I had... Ar- <laughs> All right. I just love rubbing up against you with my boner. Okay. Uh, by this point... I had already decided I didn't want to keep seeing him, and I felt increasingly uncomfortable laying naked next to him. I didn't want to be disingenuous by pretending I was enjoying the cuddling, so I again brought up my concerns about jumping into anything serious and told him I thought I should go home. It was dark in the room, and I got up to start getting dressed. He hadn't said anything for a while, which I thought was odd. So I looked over and slowly realized he was crying. Actual tears, she writes in all caps. Exposed <laughs> to the be? fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, so shocked. I know this. This does feel a little. If this was uh, the genders reversed, I don't think we would be as like laughy about I this. Mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I was so shocked. I didn't know what to do. I awkwardly went over to him and put my arm around him and asked what was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she went from therapist to like you know like best friend. <laughs> Yeah, best friend or like little league coach. Hey there, yeah. slugger. What's Aww. going on? Feeling a little down? <laughs> like, oh my god. Um. So I asked him what was wrong. Between sobs, he blurted out that he regretted dating his ex for so long. That he was unhappy with his job and continued to list off other things in his life that upset him. I ended up quote unquote cuddling with him again until he stopped crying. I hope they weren't naked at this point. Wouldn't it be weirder? She, She's like, she Come got here. dressed. He might be naked. She got dressed. <laughs> so he's just like curled up in a naked ball like a fetus crying? Hysterically crying. Aww. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, it's funny and sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, with him again until he stopped crying. When he finally calmed down, he calmed down makes it sound yeah, so much worse. <laughs> that makes him sound like. <laughs> Making like cry- I, mean, okay. I don't know what I'm gonna, you know, like those convulsing <laughs> I cries. Think, right. I think like a silent, teary cry is like. Oh, there's people who are who make crying less attractive. There's actually people who I think cry and it's kind of endearing, and then there's others mm. who cry and you're like, what are these noises? I don't know what to do with this. 
Yeah, the 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 like toddler this is also a temper tantrum cry is really that is one that I slowly right. back away back from. out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that stuff. See ya. Yeah. Yeah, when she says calm down, I'm I'm picturing a very like frantic, loud, high-pitched cry. Yeah, it's it's making me feel embarrassed for any time I've cried. Okay, so he started men trying cry. to make real me- men cry. I cry, but in it's moderation. Like one, yeah, I cry, but it's one tear that goes down my cheek, and it's while I'm doing bicep curls. That's the only time I cry. Wow. Uh, <laughs> when he when he calmed down, he started trying to make completely normal conversation about his favorite movie, as if nothing had happened. That's very male. Yeah, I could see that. That's that's one of those things. It's like, no, no, I'm cool. Hey, Let's do you like the sports. office? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at that point, I was so ready to get out of there and annoyed at him for keeping me there after I told him I wanted to go home. When I I like that it's now his fault. It's like, okay, right. do, are you helping him or not? Right. Yeah. When when I finally left and had a moment to register what had happened, I started laughing out loud. Poor guy. PSA. This is why you shouldn't start dating again straight out of a four-year-long relationship. What would you call this? I mean, I don't really agree with her like Monday morning quarterback of his therapy sessions. But what do you what do you, what do you think, Jordana? Um, I think first of all, I have cried because I wasn't over an ex while sleeping with someone else. So I've been him. Really? So I think she's a little bit of an asshole. Although I don't think oh. mine very much like the I was very much trying to hide it. But mm-hmm. um I remember this. Did he in say college. anything? I don't think he noticed. It was dark and like um I was like very like kind of like I think I was like I was very upset about an ex that was like, you know, was going through something with and then slept with this guy sort of in a way to make myself feel better, which did not work. Um and right. it was kind of one of those moments where I'm like, I can't believe I'm here doing I don't like really want to be here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like thinking I, about this other person, uh probably kind of drunk. Um and yeah, I mean, again, I think a lot of it leads to like the loudness of the cry, but I have been in this situation. Well, this is back to like what we were talking about. Like, this is why it's so goddamn hard. Like you're working through your shit. That person was just there cause they, you know, they were attracted to you. They liked you. They wanted to come back with you. And then you're like next to someone crying about <laughs> someone else you're like how did i fucking get here like i would want right. to start crying if i was next to someone like that yeah. how did either of us get here right it's just so <laughs> it's like the opposite of like where any of us want to be in that moment um and i feel i mean i feel Absolutely. bad for this guy like the obviously he shouldn't be going on like these dates with someone if you're in that you're in that state, but also like, eh, you know, if I, I agree, if the, if the genders were reversed, we would, and she were, and he reacted like this, we'd think he was an asshole. Totally. And, and also it's like, I, I listen, I have empathy for this guy because I don't think there's no playbook for moving on from a four year relationship. Like she seems so, what would, you know, this is why you don't start dating straight out of a four year relationship. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't. Maybe he learned his lesson from this experience. Like you have to have experiences to learn, you know? Right. Maybe what what would you do in this scenario if you're like with a girl Him or her? Her if you're well, I guess you're her in this you're her in this scenario, how would you handle it? 
I would probably do what she did. We're try to comfort the person, try to say, hey, like, and, and also, like, it's one of those things that kind of, like, you know, we are not going to be dating after this. We Now I'm here to right. comfort you. <laughs> you know, like it's like the ending to Would you say our that? love story. <laughs> we arm around her. Just, you know, w- this isn't. I'm not taking you on any more dates. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll hey kid. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So obviously we're not working out, but I just want to like talk to you about, you know, let, let's figure out, you know, some therapist we can talk to. Maybe, you know, it's it's right. just also very it's very male, the idea of, like, we don't really tell our feelings to people. We don't, like, go... Th- like, he probably has told zero friends or family how he feels about his breakup. I know. That's the sad part. I think that, like, it's very hard for men to... Pro- I probably think it's probably much harder for men to process situations where they're being broken up with than women because I think that we have a lot more outlets to go and talk shit and create a rallying group of, like, friends who hate this person... Um, and like for guys, I do think there's a sense of you kind of just like, there's less opportunities to like get out those emotions and really be sad. Yeah. And that's not to say like, it's not, it's hard for everybody. We're, I, I think we're just finding like in this story, we're finding, you know, a little bit of like empathy for this guy. Like, and also there's not a lot of like, like. You know, I I think he probably felt a lot of guilt, like him saying he stayed in something that wasn't supposed to happen for so long. Like, look what I've put other people through via my need to, like, move on or this person, you know, in a relationship that didn't work out. Like, I feel like he's he's probably feeling a lot of that guilt. From having dated her for too long or for so long? Well, she says he said she says in the email she was like he regretted dating his ex for so long and that came after she was like telling him like hey you know we're not gonna work out you need to like you need to figure out your shit yeah and also his job i mean the part with like it's (laughs) definitely (laughs) not definitely not best foot forward um it reminds me of forgetting um forgetting sarah marshall where he's like i think he's also crying during the (laughs) (laughs) what would you call this I'd call this the town crier. What would you call oh, it? Oh, I like that one. I was going to say um, uh, it was, uh, I, I had cry me a river, but it really didn't work. Um, that that actually does work. It's very just, you know, because that song is about a breakup, right? Totally. And cry me a river. Um, it's uh, <laughs> the cuddle cry. You know, I, I think. Coitus, crying coitus. Crying coitus. Um, red flag or deal breaker? You're with someone who does this. Um, yeah, I would say, like you said, we're probably not going out again. But like, if I saw yeah. you on the street, definitely wave. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's deal breaker at like naked sitting on the corner well, of the bed. You know, here's my question for you. What if, okay, so that clearly like that person's not ready to move on. What if this person, you run into this person like six months later and they're like trying to go out again? It would have to be years. I would, I I need (laughs) them to go, (laughs) yeah, like I need them to have another relationship to like, like I do think to cry about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I think like relationships teach you. Like I think being, 
in hard times with people teach you more about yourself than being in happy times yeah yeah so i think like i would need the person to be like it would have to be like a a relationship down the line i'd have how about you the next the next cycle um yeah, I think that would be more desirable. I think six months, I I might give it a go if those first few dates were like really fun, and it was mm. like six months later, and I got the feeling like they were like a happier person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd probably do the six month thing, but probably better, like you said, <laughs> to wait like over a year to not have that half processed situation. I would want to see them have them be like, yeah, oh my God, it's so embarrassing seeing you. I'm actually, I'm here with my boyfriend. Oh, good for you. You found a guy. Good for you. And then like another six months later, they're like, we broke up. That wasn't the right thing. Um, And it it would, I would have to like see them like at the grocery store. It couldn't happen like from a dating app because I feel like that's like kind of just like falling back into someone that you're like, oh, you would do this, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think you'd have to see them organically like in person rather than, I wouldn't swipe on them. We, we never talk about that, but like the idea of like people always swipe back on exes and stuff like that, like that ne- rarely works. Like the the coming back into your life, if it do- if when it happens organically, that's the one I like kind of trust more. Right, I agree because it's. I mean, I don't know even why that is. The fact that like I think it well, it's almost like that one with the ex. I feel like it can't even be organic. It has to be like me like proactive. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's it, almost more annoying if an ex comes back and it's like, oh, I saw like I saw you. It was so great seeing you at the grocery store. Like, what are you up to? Sure. As opposed <laughs> to like, I've been thinking a lot about you and like, blah, blah, blah. like someone texted me like I um, I've been hoping that I would run into you like around the city, but I haven't. So I figured it was like I should just reach out. Um, and I feel like I thought that was better than if he had just run into me because it would make me feel more like it was an active thought rather than like. I triggered it and then, you know, he Im- yeah. impulse thought. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's why, you know, people responding to your Instagram stories is such a like a kind of a lost cause. Like that's just like seeing the leftovers in the fridge and then convincing yourself that you'll eat. Right. Them. Yeah. That's the most annoying kind of reach out. I agree. Yeah. I, I never wanted Chinese food, but uh, I guess I'll have some Chinese food, you know? Right. And now it's an, <laughs> now it's six months more of you getting over me. Have fun. But that was, that was, that was filling. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Um, good work. Uh, let's do another email. You ready? All right. I'll read it. Hey, J and J love the show. Been listening since day one and always love hearing your takes. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year and a half, live together and talk about getting engaged slash our future wedding plans regularly. I feel confident he will propose this year, probably the summer. The timeline sounds great to me and I'm not itching to move things quicker. All good. Okay. Um, that being said, my ex- <laughs> like good for you, bitch. Um, that being said, <laughs> everything's perfect. Yeah. Basically, that being said, my extended family is planning a beach vacation slash family reunion in July. My boyfriend asked if he's invited and I said yes, which is true. But the truth is, I would rather not introduce him to the whole clan until we're engaged. I had a prior serious relationship where we also lived together and I finally introduced him to everyone at a family wedding and we broke up about two months later, which added an extra level of pain slash embarrassment to the breakup for me. I have a huge nosy family and I know they'll love my current boyfriend. Like I said, I'm confident he's the one, but I'm realistic enough to know it's not forever until the ink on the marriage license is dry. Oh, God. 
and that doesn't mean forever necessarily. My question <laughs> is, <laughs> how can I say I'm not comfortable bringing you to meet my entire extended family unless we're engaged by that point without sounding crazy, mean, or seeming like I'm trying to put pressure on him timeline-wise? Should I just try to get over myself and admit this is a me problem since I know my family just wants to see me happy and I'm, I'm sure... And they sure don't give a shit if I bring a new guy to every family event forever, as long as he's nice. Jared, your family sounds a little a little like mine. Any advice would be much appreciated. Sincerely, no ring, no bring. No ring, no bring is a hilarious sign off. Um, That's a lot of people I, have that as their plus one. Um, like what if they give you a plus one? That's their rule. Oh, really? Like if you're not engaged, you can't bring a plus one. I think it's stupid. I. I think that's stupid. I think if I think if you're in a I think if your boyfriend girlfriend if you're in a relationship you know girlfriend girlfriend boyfriend boyfriend whatever it is if you're in a relationship you're you can bring that's my I rule. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I would say no. Yeah, no label, no no table. That would be there. Mine. That's good. <laughs> wow, we got to get you on brides. Right? Yeah, there we go. Put it on a shirt. We're good to go. Um, <laughs> Do you feel I, uh, this way? She thinks she thinks you guys have similar families. Do you think that? <laughs> well, here here's the thing. I I I think um, you said it right. I, let me go back to something. If people want to rewind, when you said, and when she writes, um, I'm realistic to know it's not forever until the ink on the marriage license is dry. Well, that's not even true. Yeah. So like, you know, I I don't think you can avoid hurt. I don't think you can avoid embarrassment. She even wrote, like, no one in your family gives a fuck about your the guy, you and this guy breaking up if you break up. People only give a fuck to talk about it so they don't have to talk about their own horrible lives. That's the only <laughs> reason your relationship is ever talked about by other family members. So, you know, to me, when she writes, there's something very specific she wrote. Um, I'm not comfortable bringing you till my to meet my entire extended family unless we're engaged by that point without sounding crazy mean or some seeming like I'm trying to put pressure on him timeline wise. that will never sound crazy. Never sound mean. It will always sound like you're trying to put pressure on the timeline. Right. Cause it doesn't seem, this seems like an artificial issue almost to me. Anyway. It's so artificial. Like if, if I was dating a guy and he said that to me, I'd be like, fuck you. That's crazy. Like, why would you know what I yeah. mean? Especially if we were talking about um, if we'd already been talking about engagement. Didn't say she say that. Yeah, I, I and, and she's believes in this. Talked about getting which, engaged or wedding our wedding plans regularly. Listen, a lot of people have talked about getting engaged and not getting engaged. That That's just the fact of life. Um she's saying it to us. So I'm sure she's saying to the family. So you're getting embarrassment if this thing doesn't work out anyways. Like the idea that you're not, that there's any way to avoid hurt is just a fallacy. You're not going to avoid it. So you might as well do what makes you feel good until that stuff comes up, you know? Right. What made you like, feel ready to like introduce Jess to your family? When I, I loved her and I thought she would, you know, have fun. Like I have genuine fun with my family. I don't wanted her to be a part of that fun, but I would right. say like the idea that like, you know, you're going to have to walk back a relationship if it ends to, you're never going to get ahead of that. Like, you know, this is like, how do I, you know, how do I get all the water out of the ocean? Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I brought up an ocean one cause I'm in Aruba. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. What do you think? Yeah. I think like, 
this seems like maybe it's because like I I can't imagine like why do you care about explaining it to your extended family more than you would care about explaining who the, the fact that you broke up to like your intimate friend or like someone that you you know what I mean that person is already met. like what would be the difference like oh I have to like now go to like those again like you said like those people don't give a shit um and it's not like they're so invested in the person that they're going to be like oh i miss like the ex so much like where is he? and if and they no one... and if <laughs> and if they do that they're a fucking crazy person right if your aunt is like whatever happened no she's out of her fucking mind right like i think this is like a very female thing too where there's this like embarrassment of a relationship ending like i don't like if 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 my relationships, if they've ever end, my family's gone. We just want you to be happy. Uh, there's no thought of like, oh, you're going to be a cat man. Like, I've never gotten that feeling from anyone. Well, have you ever had to, have you ever introduced your parents to someone that broke up with you? Um, Were you oversold them, perhaps? I think that's like, that's a reason yeah. that you might be like, if you don't, I could see that in some ways of like, if you know even i think i was like god that's why i wouldn't tell someone my parents if i was like dating someone if it wasn't like official or anything because it's kind of like and that's i think a little bit of a different level of this but i remember not feeling like oh i don't want to like i'm not really like interested in like telling my family about this person that i'm seeing because i had done that before and then they like one of those three monthers that like didn't want to date me and then they ask about that person and i have to be like that's like kind of that's more embarrassing than like we broke up. But why but why is that embarrassing? Like all you have to say to them, hey, it just didn't work out. They weren't the right person for me. Like I don't understand I understand why it's embarrassing. Because that's not because that's not really true. Like it's not really well. it didn't work out. Because the, the truth is that like they were not interested in dating you. Especially if you've been like talking up this person to your family. And then To me that's a but that's a perspective yeah. thing. Like to me, like when I hear like that's not how it happened. Like, no, but that is how it happened. Like, I don't want to be with that person as well. Maybe they got the thing going and started the wheels turning of like this breakup. But like, that obviously means that we weren't meant to be a match. Right. Well, that's a very enlightened way at looking at most raw situations. I think that in the moment you're kind of like, Oh fuck. I like, you know what I mean? Like I was really excited about this person it's not working. It's not going to work out. Not through my choice necessarily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and now, you I know, like I've got, and again, I think dating is one of those things, especially if you're a little insecure about it, or you're a little anxious about it where you're like, now I gotta like, imagine like now I gotta go home and tell my parents I lost my job that I just, yeah. you know, you know, I got this job three months ago and I was so excited <laughs> about it. I was telling everyone how like amazing I was going to be at it. And now I'm fired. And I could say that, like, me and the job parted amicably, and we both decided mm-hmm. that we weren't right. But, like, really, I got fired. <laughs> yeah, I know the truth. That is I, – I agree with you. I understand. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm never going to tell someone how to feel. I understand that that's a feeling that could happen from it. I I would also say I understand the idea of an extended family being worried about that. The one thing I do connect with with her email is, like, the idea of, like, oh, your cousin so-and-so's doing great. You know, like – when you go to like an extended family thing, you're kind of pitted against, you know, the idea of like who's doing what as the the cousins, you know what I mean? I don't feel that way with my family, but I do know that like, that's kind of the conversation that happens with bigger families. I'm, I'm sure you feel that with like all your siblings a little bit. You hear stories about people or maybe they feel that way with you. I'm sure they feel that way more about me. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I get, I get that also. Like, um, but like, no, like I, I'm sure with work stuff, like you must have a sibling that they're like, you know, like your your siblings must get asked about you and betches all the time, and I would understand that like if their work stuff wasn't working out, they would go. Oh, and I got to like talk about it in context with Jordana. This person's kind of thinking of it with like, right. If we break up, I got to talk about it in context with cousin, you know, Ronnie, who's, who who's just been, had her baby who's married, married with engaged. Yeah. 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 The, the, the whole thing. But Is that's like not, a ju- again, right. that's a, that's a her problem. I don't think that's right. a, this guy's problem. I agree. It's a her problem. I would be insulted if someone didn't bring me to my extended family for that. Yeah, it's I would. Not like you said, like we've all got to be able to like, it isn't even like discomfort because it hasn't even happened yet, but we've all got to be able to like deal with potential discomfort in the future to make the person that we're with feel comfortable and happy. As my dad has always said to me, you got to play in traffic if you want to get hit. And there comes, there's hazards with every, that's the only way to find happiness is to know that like unhappiness is, it's a tight wire that you could fall off at at any time. Right. It makes the happiness that much better. The goal isn't to go through life just avoiding avoiding uncomfortable pain and situations <laughs> as best as you can. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and listen, easy advice to give, hard advice to take. Yes. Well, we will be right back with some red flag or deal breakers with our very special guest, Victoria Justice. When it comes to the plant based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. 
And we are back with a very special guest. I'm really excited to have her. Please welcome Victoria Justice, um, who is here to talk about her new movie, Trust. I saw the trailer. I'm so excited to watch it. It looks amazing. Can you tell us a little bit more about it, about what you guys have, have going on? Yeah, thanks. I'm excited for it to come out, be able to see it on March 12th. But um, yeah, it's called Trust. It's like a sexy relationship drama. There are lots of twists and turns. Um, and uh, it's about a couple uh, played by me and Matt Daddario. We're a married couple and um, things are starting to fall apart a little bit. And this movie sort of explores the theme of cheating and what is considered cheating. And I'm excited to hear people's conversations of who they think is right and wrong in the scenario. And um, it's just uh, has lots of twists and turns. So I'm excited for people to check the, it out. The trailer looked like that. It kind of goes, it looked like that, you know, there's that gray area of emotional cheating. Is that kind of what right. we get into? Or is that, that's what it kind of looks like is the kind of the premise where someone could think they're doing the right thing and then it gets away from them. It kind of looked like. Yeah, I think that definitely comes into play. And like you said, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of conversations after people see this film about like the levels of cheating because, you know, there are a lot of different kinds of cheating. Like you were saying, emotional cheating. It's not just a physical thing. So um, I'm curious to hear people's thoughts. Listen, Would you rather be emotionally cheated on or physically cheated on? Ooh. Um emotionally or physically cheated on i don't know like i like well the, uh, so kind of agree yeah like i think there's that thing of like <laughs> you know a, a lot of guys take you know getting cheated on as like oh you really like fell in love with someone like a lot of guys get like kind of like let off the hook where it's like oh he cheated as a physical thing where it's like those are kind of very different things right you're saying they get let off the hook if it's if it's emotional, I, th I think a lot of guys get let off the hook when it's like physical because they're like, oh, it's just a guy, you know, it was a physical thing, it was right. nothing. Where a woman doesn't get kind of let off the hook with that. If a woman cheats, it's like this much more serious, like we've fallen in love and we're running away type of thing. Right. Mm. I think I think the emotional cheating feels a lot more personal than the physical cheating. Like the physical cheating almost feels like yeah, an right. urge that you couldn't control, whereas emotional is like what's missing. Or something yeah exactly like if you're if it was like a one night thing and it happened like that sucks but if you're like putting in time and like really investing emotional energy into someone and like building and that's and you're falling in love with someone i mean that's pretty that kind of hurts more i think brutal i, I totally. mean how this is like a sexy movie like the trailers like you watch it you're like wow this is like do you how do you deal with that in like having your own relationships like on the subject of trust like how do you do a movie like this where it's like so it's all about that type of interpersonal stuff. And then you have you, you got to go home to someone and be like, hey, you know, nice to see you. You know, like uh, I go home to myself. <laughs> I was not I was not uh, in a relationship when filming this movie. I mean, obviously, I've been in relationships when I've had to have like sexy scenes and whatnot. Um, and, you know, it's a job. It's a professional thing. Um, and so you would hope that you're with someone that would understand that. And I think it's always cute when someone, the other person gets like a little bit jealous. I think that's kind of cute. Um, I agree. 
<laughs> but you know, I obviously don't want someone who's gonna be like, I need to be on set, and this is ridiculous, and blah, 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 you can only kiss this amount of times, and you better not you do this or whatever. That would be like insane. Yeah, because um, it is work. You know, it's it's a professional job. Absolutely, um, totally. But you do want that. It's like you do want a little bit of jealousy just to show that they care. You know, yeah, you want like, of course, a right. little jealousy is adorable. I, I totally. So we talk a lot about like kind of the the intersection of like technology and dating and kind of how men and women look at it. And we play a game here called uh, Red Flag Deal Breaker, where basically you're dating someone, you're everything's going great, and then this one thing happens, and it's like, is it a red flag? I see it, but I'll let it go, or is it a deal breaker? The relationship is over. Okay, I love it. Let's play. So are you ready? We got some set up for you. You ready? They're yeah. all they're all trust related in honor of uh, the movie <laughs> yeah. coming out March 12th, okay, you said? March, March 12th. 12th. Yes. Oh, 12th so it, on demand and select theaters. It feels like the perfect date night relationship movie that'll maybe break you up afterwards. Like it feels like it's like. <laughs> yeah. You say whose side are you on? And then you let it spiral from there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be very telling to see. Uh, it's actually a good, I would say it's a good date night movie. Cause I'd be curious to see what the other person's opinion would be. It would be like a good, like look into their psyche and how they feel about these sort of situations, which is good to know. Totally. And Absolutely. when people listen to our podcast, I think that's what they like about it. If they listen with like someone that they're dating, it's like, we bring up those conversations that are kind of uncomfortable. And if someone mm-hmm. like you, you can kind of like gauge how the other person reacts to it to see if you're good enough match for them, too. I love that. OK, so should we start? Yeah, let's, let's do three it. of let's... them. Red flag or deal breaker? Red flag yes. or deal breaker. They're all in honor of trust. The movie coming out March 12th on demand and they're trust related. OK, you want to read the first one, Jordana? OK. After three months of dating, they casually ask if they can look at your Instagram DMs. Ooh. Uh-uh. I don't like that. <laughs> that's probably a deal breaker. Deal breaker, it's, you're out? Yeah, that's like shows like that you don't trust me at all, really. It's kind of like, that's weird. Well, it's funny that it's like, it's there's two arguments. It's you don't trust me or... Are you, you know, what are you, what, what are you hiding? You know, that's what the discussion becomes. Yeah. You think so? You think it's what, what are you hiding if they want to look in your DMs? Cause no. you mean like because people project like what sometimes what they're doing onto you. Well, I think it becomes like an argument of like, someone will say what you don't trust me. And then it's like, then if I don't have anything to worry about, then let me see. Like, that's what that discussion becomes. I mean, I right. wouldn't want to be with someone that would need to see my DMs. Like, I, it would feel... Uh, what if they just asked, but they were, like, not offended that you said no? They just wanted to see yeah, if they... That, that would be a red flag. That would be a red flag. I right. could deal with that. I feel like sure. if they insisted, then I'd be out. But if they were like, what was that message there? Like, go back to your messages. Give yeah, me your yeah. phone. That, that, your that, phone. I okay that I would be okay with. Yeah. You'd have to maneuver it super, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, super casual sounding would, I think, be okay. But if they were like, and let me see every message that you sent because I don't believe that you are not speaking to that person, I think that would be a deal breaker. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, let's do Jared, another what about, one. What do you think? Well, I think it's a deal breaker for me. But again, like, oh, let me see is a different thing. Like, oh, they, who is that is a different thing than I need to see the last 10. You know, like, that feels a little... Right. I think we see that a lot with like the phone password when it's like, oh, I need to get into your phone. Like, what's your password? 
casual versus like, uh, give me your phone password. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's do another. Their ex is their family friend, and they go away together with their families every year. Their ex is their family friend, so they're going on vacations with their ex and their families and everything? Yeah. Every year, and now you got to go on those vacations. Now you're a part of this whole thing. I mean, I feel like if I knew that the person I was dating was totally over that person, and they had been friends for a while, and their families were all friends, and and the girl made me feel comfortable and there were no like weird vibes. I could be okay with that. Yeah. What do you think Jordana? Um, I agree with her. I think this one's a lot about context. Like how long ago did they break up? Like yeah. why did they break up? Was someone like devastated or was it like they hooked yeah. up a few times like 15 years ago and it fizzled? I think that would be like, okay. And my other right. thought was like, would you rather go in that situation or not go? I feel like you'd rather go just to like see what the dynamic is, right? Yeah, yeah. I think probably rather go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Same. I, I think. What it's, do you think, Jay? It's okay to know about an ex as long as you as long as you see the ex coming. I think that's okay. I think when you get into explaining exes after the fact, then it feels like you've hid the ex. Like this is like like family friend ex. We go on this vacation. I know it's weird. They have to own that they know this is an uncomfortable that's thing it. for you. I've dealt with this. It's like, don't hide the X. Yeah. If you have nothing to hide, then why wouldn't you just be forthright about this? Absolutely. Like, if there's nothing to hide, then go with it. Like, this is, yeah, it's a friend. Get over it. Grow up. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Grow up. It's always always fun thing to say to your significant other. Grow up. And then they just deal with it. They love, people love that. Yes. Okay, we'll do one more. So they exaggerate what their job is when you first meet. Then you later find out it's a huge stretch. So, for example, like they say they're they're a bank teller, but they say they work in finance. Oh, I would feel kind of bad for them, maybe, to be honest. I don't know. I think that would probably be. Um, I don't know. I, it would depend on how they like if they if they were then honest with me about it afterwards and maybe they were like to be honest with you like I just was feeling really insecure and this sort of thing if they had like that sort of approach then I maybe it would just be a red flag you if know they owned it right if they yeah. like, were vulnerable with it yes exactly I think that's great yeah you answer these so nuanced they're like um you're uh you, you know what I mean she has like a, a good sense of both so it's like almost you know less dramatic but i love it um i right i would agree um unless it was like depends on how long they kept it up for i think and if they weren't willing to let go it's like admit that they lied yeah of course i i gotta say this is a deal breaker to me you got just because you know you broke into the safe you know what i mean like you still committed a crime like i i don't know like it's still like (laughs) You know, even though, well, now I work at the bank. No, no, no. You don't just because you did would some it, good after the fact. Would it be more annoying if it was within your own career realm? So like for either, oh, yeah. like for you, Jared, if it was like, I'm a stand up comedian, too. And they had done like two open mic nights and they were like, absolutely. That's that even more, more. That would annoy yeah. me the most. Wouldn't that, you right. know, or Victoria, Victoria like if they, they were in a play in high school or something. And they're like, yeah, I'm an actor. You know, like, how would you? Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, what Disney Channel show were you the star of? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Nickelodeon, by the way. Nickelodeon, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they, that might be a little bit of a deal breaker, yeah. <laughs> I have a question about that, Victoria. I've always wondered this. It's got to be yeah. hard with relationships. Being on a Nickelodeon show, you're like at the age that the audience is going through their like most awkward dating parts and they kind of like keep an eye on you as like a leader for dating and stuff like your your relationships like I even googled you and then like seventh google is like Victoria's last 10 relationships like how hard is that to like your whole life like you're kind of like the like people really take an interest in that for you specifically just because they've grown up with you yeah um it's odd I mean I'm a very private person and so it's like sort of uncomfortable for me to for people to know like everything about me in that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just, it's sort of. Well, you've never known anything else, I guess. Right. So that's I just kind of like really. what you've had. I, yeah. yeah. But it's so specific. Her, it's to... probably not even weird. It's probably just like, that's just what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's so specific to like that genre where it's like, because you start with people when they're like 13 and they're starting to like date, like, that becomes a topic for a lot of people when it's like, you you know, I don't know. Like, I would think that's, you know, it could be annoying, I would assume, no? Yeah, I mean, I think it could be annoying, definitely. There have been times where, like, I remember I was, like, you know, 17 or 18 and dating this guy and, like, just riding our bikes around my neighborhood. And then later on that day, like, finding out that there were, there was paparazzi that was taking pictures of us together. Like, weird stuff like that. We yeah. Just like, oh. Now everyone's going to know something that you didn't even like really want to share with the world. It's just like, and, and that could have been your first hangout. And then the papers are like, they're in love. Like, and now it looks like you said that it's, you know, it's like when your mom explains what you do, you ever have your mom explain what you do and you're like, (laughs) it's way, and and she explains it in a way more glowing way, bragging way that you would never do it. You're like, ah, that's not me. I'm not, you know, that good. You know, like I, I would think that that happens in dating. It's like yeah. when your mom tells everyone that you're famous. Yeah. But like for, for you, it's true. But for us, you know, it's not. Oh yeah. God. Her mom's <laughs> friend knows me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like my grandma, my grand cookie. She's like so proud of me. And she'll like, she like goes around with like newspaper clippings and we'll like, at like public. So she's checking out and like, oh, this is my granddaughter. I'm like, oh. That's so cute. That's funny. And it's like, that's one of those stars are just like us moment. You know, like we have a grandma too that does the same thing, except it's, you know, not about us in a paper. We're in the, you know, the town paper. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, still the paper. That's true. Well, (laughs) listen, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on Um, the movie. It's called Trust. It's out March 12th on demand. It is a perfect date night movie it does look it's got that look turn down the lights get out the popcorn have a night with your bow and you know and uh and then have a fun discussion about cheating that right yeah <laughs> or with the you know your girlfriends and and have a good talk it's fun and it's sexy and it takes place in new york and it's just a fun little movie i think you guys will like it yeah it has it has that new york like it just rained look to it like everything the streets yeah. always look wet which is fun. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, you know that they purposely do that on films. Like whenever they really they always walk on the streets. Yeah. Cause it just looks better. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my always. God. I had no Learned idea. That, and day. it does look better. I, I gotta say, but th- th- that's true. Awesome. Thank you so much Listen, for coming thank on. Thank you so much. Bye guys. Check out the movie. 
We'll see you on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Madeline Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.